This episode of the Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com. At one point in time, if you listened to the show, you knew uh, about our little secret site to get awesome discs. Uh, it's not a secret anymore. It is a site where you can learn everything about the discs you're purchasing before you actually have them in your hands. Get disc weight, dominess, flatness, all kinds of ratings. Learn it before you get it in there and get your favorite disc at only the best discs. OTBDisc.com. Use promo code DGPODCAST to get free shipping on your next order. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 188 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Hello, friends. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yes. What? That's how I. That's how I start every podcast. Is it? That was very, uh, I you know, robotic. You're like, yes. Hello, friends. I am Joe. Yes. Definitely that is how I always talk. Definitely not a deep fake because of the coronavirus. But why are we gonna bring, let's <laughs> let's just move right past that? We had enough of that on the pre-show. <laughs> we can move move past that. I mean, I have to consider it. You're leaving me soon. You're gonna get on a plane, and what if I lose you? Like I I need to have an artificial intelligence backup for the podcast oh true very true so um, also live on podcast should have set up in between podcasts hey will you feed my cat while i'm gone yes thank de- you definitely i will do that i appreciate that yeah real friend moment there yep that the happened show. i i appreciate that i i knew you would i should have asked you sooner i just forgot about it you know <sighs> i will feed Life your cat and, and then i will take selfies in your house doing various things mostly deuces in the bathroom just you know Probably not inappropriate things, but who knows? Yeah, just, you know, depends hey. on the inspiration. You get in the house, you see things. You do you. You know, you're helping me out. Help yourself out. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's friendship. Yeah, just move past. Just move past. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I don't know where to go on that. <clears throat> Once again, you know, we came off like one of our most serious episodes ever, where we called out Ricky Wysocki and his witch doctor. And here we are, once I know. again. Gosh, I'm so worried about that guy. Just, just being back, being back to our roots, <laughs> drinking beers and saying weird stuff. <laughs> All right, that's our new website: drinking beers, saying weird stuff. Later, that's throw a stuff lot. stuff. I don't think most people that would want to go to that website are capable of typing that many words. That's true, especially together. like all in line. I mean, you could do the acronym too, but that that also would be. I already forgot what it was. Yeah, so. me too. <laughs> Drinking beers and doing weird oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. D-B-A. Well, do you put the A? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should probably should. Yeah, D-B-A-D-S. <laughs> I feel like there's like a another disc golf podcast that has a very <laughs> similar acronym to that. Yeah, I mean, let's... you. We're going to use the word podcast kind of loosely here. Just because you record yourself does not mean that you indeed have a podcast i mean you say that but we had a good 
six months where that's what we believed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I mean, we huddled like hobos over a small USB mic for a long while. We, we totally did that. Much longer than we maybe should have, but we were having fun. Back when the Shedio was actually a Shedio, where it was like there was a legitimate chance that we would get stung by a scorpion. Right. Or like freeze to death. Not free. I guess it doesn't get that cold, but be really cold. <laughs> California freeze to death. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a possibility. Listen, it gets it gets real cold when you're used to like mid seventies to like high eighties, and then all of a sudden it's like fifties. That's really cold. I let's move past. That. I can hear everyone, everyone that lives everywhere but where we live, <laughs> just being Matt, like, "Matt, we love you." What the fuck are you talking about? Right, go now? Alaska. <laughs> Especially since, like, that's not even the lower end of temperatures that we get. Like, mid-50s. Like, come on, man. I mean, but when we're recording a podcast, it's probably as cold as it gets out, like, at that time of the day. In the middle of the night, it gets colder, but... I want to say that we have recorded a podcast where the interior temperature in the Shedio was in the mid-30s. Well, that's because that's cause the Shedio is actually a meat locker. Yeah, that could there's, be that There's too. hanging, like dismantled animals in here the shedio is is so many things it's it is a, it is it's play place for your children yeah it is a sports zone uh here and there you know if the nba still were happening it's a drug and alcohol warehouse that's also true i mean i don't think you really call it a drug and alcohol warehouse i think it's alcohol and marijuana whoa whoa easy <laughs> I mean, you don't. You, okay, that's probably true. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't know about all the other drugs I have here. <laughs> yeah, I realized I was taken in a place that. <laughs> I was like, "What are you trying to say? Are there <laughs> hidden things here that I don't even know about?" <laughs> I thought for a second I had a place to go, and I realized very quickly I didn't. And it'd be better to just, you know, um, if you didn't catch the pre-show, uh, Robin's on a big kick of just contradicting everything I say. That's absolutely not true. Um, if you would like to check out the pre-show, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. I think you got that website wrong. What is it then, Robin? Patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. Oh, see, a difference. yeah, I missed that. I missed yeah. that. Good yeah. call. Good yeah, call. See. Um, Fucking amateur. Well, yeah, I think it's obvious I'm the amateur of this, this <laughs> podcast. Like we're 188 in like that's a that's a pretty known fact you know what though uh you know what i love about you you always know how to bring it around to something i'll agree with <laughs> i do what i can um i was on local radio today for to talk about my my boys and girls club and i love i love doing it one because i can speak to what i do really well because i'm like passionate about it but two every time i go on that radio station regardless of of who's there i always get compliments about my presence on mic, and I'm like, I do this weekly. <laughs> this is something that I am used to. Why didn't you tell me about your radio appearance? I I would have liked to know about that. <laughs> would have been nice to tune in and and hear you talking on the radio, but you know I couldn't because I didn't Wait, know. Are you saying that you don't listen to local radio station KSVY all the time every day? Absolutely not. Wow, you're a traitor to the city of Sonoma. I am not a traitor. I just you know. I hope your clients never hear about this. They they won't. 
No, they, no, they, 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 not only will they not, but they also won't care at all. As you can tell, things are a little contentious tonight between Joe and I. We're working Robin through Robin just woke up from a nap. We're working through some al- shit. Almost literally. And, you know, it could get a little weird from time to time, but as long as Joe, you know, stays in his lines, <laughs> as long it as Joe should just be okay. bows down and understands that I'm correct. <laughs> we don't need to worry about it. Exactly. So... We've got a great show for you tonight. We are going to talk about the biggest disc release of the year. I'm not kidding. This is yes. incredible. The Brody Roach, the rubber Brody blend Roach, is going to hit the Dark Horse merch site. I know everyone out there is freaking out when they're hearing this right now. I just do. If you need to pause the podcast to get up there and and get freaky, we understand. So we're going to talk about that. And and for those of you that are interested, I will discuss later on the podcast how you can remove the Dark Horse logo from it. So just uh, stay tuned for that. I call <laughs> I call bull- before you even get to I call fucking bullshit. How many goofy roach stamps do you have on your roaches? Uh, well, right now, I mean, the X Soft ones I rock actually don't have the roach at all. They just they just say the word. Yeah, but roach how many it. roaches have you bagged and thrown that you didn't wipe the roach off of? A lot, but as you know, with my AVRs, I have done some selective masking of the stamp when I didn't like it, and it turned out quite well. So okay, once again, I'll just can we, I'll just hand you uh, I, no, Exhibit A. Can can we? Can someone? No one will because it's like no one needs to like get that deep into it. Um, can somebody just find the podcast where Robin just destroyed and talked about how much he hated the roach Listen, with the cigar is... in mouth stamp and then purchased multiple of those discs and carried said disc and threw said disc without selectively taking stamps off? Just saying. Listen, I've moved past it. You know, it's it's a it's a tribute to to me as a person being able to overcome a a visual impediment and just appreciate something for what it is in its core it's something you probably aren't familiar with joe um so i i appreciate the roach as a disc and i understand that it's not as beautiful on the outside as most people want it to be but it is a great disc it flies wonderful sure it's not pretty but it's okay i appreciate it for what it is inside so all right, let's move on, and we'll come back to this. I think we're gonna get too deep in this bullshit. All right, so I was in the middle of my show preview, when, yeah, when Joe just completely interrupted me. But- um, I'm gonna interrupt you again. Uh, I'm drinking a white cloud right now. This thing is bullshit in comparison to a, a, a PBR hard Whoa. seltzer. Whoa! I'm very disappointed in the flavor of this. God, so okay, many, you can go ahead. Sorry, so many bad takes from Joe tonight. Next, we are going to preview the Waco Annual Charity Open. We have Brody Smith on the feature card in his first pro tournament. So uh, that's going to be wild. We'll talk about that. And then we'll do our world-famous deer review where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring on the course. Tonight, we have the Prodigy M4, which is a five-speed, five-glide, minus-one turn, and one-fade mid-range disc. Uh, sent to us by Michael Morris. This is actually a Secret Santa present, if I recall correctly. Thank you, Michael. To Joe. And we're going to pair that with Modern Times Proxima, 
which is a 7.5% New England IPA sent to us by Nick Ross. So we st- we still love you, Zach. Even though we got a Modern Times from someone else, you're still our number one Modern Times so hookup. This one actually is a crowler that Nick sent to us. So he he uh, actually canned this off the tap at a, I believe a brewery restaurant that he works at yep. and um, sent it to us. So he sent us actually five crowlers, which is incredible. He sent us Viking Space Probe, which we previously reviewed, and uh, then King Sue, which we also reviewed. And a few other things. So it was just kind of like no, it was probably like, it was like three Viking space probe. <laughs> yeah, I like which is perfect. I don't want to insult everyone that sent me beer in the past, but I don't know that five crowlers has been is has been topped. Like that's five thirty-two ounce beers in a box. That's, I feel like we got three or four from Yulian at one point through like some service. Yeah, yeah. But and then I've had people send me send us six packs and like, I, I, but I just I think that the crowlers that a new bar has been set. Yeah, and if you want to outdo him, uh, we would love it. <laughs> yes, very much. So. We appreciate you. <laughs> and if you and if you can't get to that level, we also appreciate you. Uh, hit us up through our email or Slack, and uh, you know we'll let you know how you can help us out. We really appreciate it. So are are you ready to get into the the bro D Roach? Uh, I thought we already I thought we already did that. No, well, there's one part I didn't I didn't talk to. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Yes, we can. I'm just playing. Fine. So one of our uh, awesome listeners, a moderator in our Slack group, as a matter of fact, uh, sent me screenshots of his conversations with Discraft Disc Golf a while back, where he had said, uh, "Bro D Roaches need to be a thing." Like, can can you guys do uh, Pro D? For those of you not is uh, a the discraft baseline, plastic yeah. blend, the baseline plastic blend. So the idea was that you know you put a B instead of a P, and it's a Brody Roach, and it's like a fun little you know uh, play on words. Listen, look at that. Look at the text. Look at like the bro and the the hyphen D. Yes. Uh, look at it up, like if you can in your mind turn it upside down. Uh huh. That's that's a wang right there. I, um, yes. Okay, that's all. Well, I mean, you don't have that's to capitalize the first part. I mean, you could you could just like. No, you have to. Maybe there was an accident. No, you have to. <laughs> they did it on purpose. But uh, so, as, pa- as we all know, and from Robin's uh, illustrious work as a landscape architect, you got to hide wangs where you can. Listen, uh, penises are everywhere. Everywhere. You just you just. Uh, <laughs> Did you see like the holding pattern for the the uh, cruise ship? <laughs> no, it, I didn't. It, that that it. was like docking in San Francisco. <laughs> they were just straight rolling in a wang pattern for how long before they docked. <laughs> I'll look it up. But do you remember the aquatic center that I sent? Yep. <laughs> got to got to get in where you can. It's like an overpass. Yeah, good times. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's. A Anyways, thing. Brody Roach will be Robin's new putter. I give it. Three months before he picks one up and then is like, well, I guess this is what I putt with now. Let's put it this way. So I was putting with, with pro D roaches and I I just, I wanted, I don't know what I wanted, but I was just like not quite there. And I, I bought an X-Soft roach out of curiosity uh, just to see how, how it would work. And I found that it didn't really change how I putted with it, but it also didn't really roll away anymore. Um, 
So I, I really like the kind of softer blend uh, in there, and uh, it's 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 been working pretty well so far. So yeah, I it. The- I mean, the only issue you've had, honestly, is the scarcity of the X Soft Roach. So if there's a big run of Brodies, who yeah. knows? But like a like I I would be also very cool with like a an in between which it seems like the rubber blend between the X-Soft and the Pro-D would, would be exactly that. And maybe they'll do some other ones that are like X-Outs or whatever that don't have the horsey on So them. like a Pro-D mix with X-Soft. So like... Well, I assume that... that so you'd like like a, a Pro-DX-Soft? My my assumption is that the X-Soft Roach is a rubber blend. A, 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 a Pro-DX-Soft? That's... That is very inappropriate. We have. I was hoping you would catch that. I, I was hoping we didn't have to like. Wow. I should have. Ty- I should have typed it in the thing. I should have typed it in the thing. And then yeah, you I guess you should have. I mean, it would have been. Would have been. I mean, slightly less funny than it was, but. <laughs> good lord, I just don't even know who I'm doing a show. This is stop typing in the. It, oh, that's so good. I do the outline. God. <laughs> Look at that, though. Oh, my gosh. That is a thing of beauty right there. You realize the people listening can't see that I know. you just typed I know. Through. I should have done it. Damn it. So stupid. I just I just don't know what to say to you anymore. I was so excited about this disc. I wanted to convey it to the people, and you're here just, just being a Joe about it this whole time. So, fine. Why don't we move on to Waco? You need to reach out to Discraft and see if you can make that one I just typed in happen. <clears throat> no, it's fine. I'm fine with my X soft roaches, and um, it's okay. They're as hard as I need them to be. Thank you very much, Joe. <laughs> Which is a little soft. <laughs> as long as you can get in that B, it's, it doesn't matter. Whoa. <laughs> what? As long as you get in the basket, it's fine. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly gotta, what you're talking gotta, about. You just gotta push it in. Oh, come and, on. And, and just You hope. know I'm not really a push putter anyway. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> He's gotta cram it in there. More of a smush. <laughs> smush. Smush <laughs> it in there. Spush it in. Spush it in. Good God. And hope it stays until you take it out yourself. There's probably like people that listened to last week's episode and like, man, these guys are really capable oh. of of some some real coherent analysis of of disc golf news and, True. and the situations True. we're facing. And with. I'm pretty positive they love us more now. And they listen to this episode and it's pretty much been dick jokes for the entirety of it. Wait, what? <laughs> Stop. Wait, what? I don't know. I don't understand what you're talking about. Yes, you do. I Yes, you do. That one over my head. Yes. I guess I'm not all smart like you. <laughs> Good God. All right. Are you ready to, to talk about the, the Waco annual charity open? The Waco at Waco? Yes. The Waco Waco. Yeah. For remember, sure. remember when we had a show and I told you that Waco annual and it, charity my open? My mind was blown. I was like, yeah. oh my God. It was, right. was a super special moment in your life. I've got lots of those <laughs> podcasts, unfortunately. <laughs> So I think at this point, the biggest news surrounding the Waco Annual Charity Open is that is, it's still happening. Is that uh, Brody Smith is one playing in it, and two, 
he's going to be on the feature card with Paul McBeth, Kale LaVisca, and Drew Gibson. So that is, that's fairly big news. I know. I can't believe Drew Gibson's on that card. <clears throat> Joe. I just, is this going to be all show? It's just going to. I, I, don't think, I listen. I will jump right in. I'll, I'll jump right in. We did not discuss this, and I might be uh, fueling Robin to just drink a lot more than maybe he should. Uh, such a smart move. Such a smart move. Like you got to take that and run with it. We've talked about it. We've talked about episodes in the past. We've talked about it for a long time. Like you know what? Maybe throw out rating throw out um you know who won last year who won the am whatever like you should be especially if things are going to be on camera you need to put the people on at least the lead card that people are going to go to watch like this in my mind is excellent marketing because the diehard people are going to watch because the big pros are on there and the brody fans who are they are piling up 100%. There's no denying that are going to watch too. You're going to get more eyes on this than you would with I then probably than it had last year straight up first day. That Brody factor is real. Like I I think that's a, a very smart move on their part. You know, Joe, you've been wrong like on almost everything. Oh yeah, that's my world. Uh, like pretty much everything. I know I know where this is going. Unfortunately, I I can't disagree. With no, it it's it's like how many times have we been like, why are they not putting Paul on this card? Why are they not putting Simon or e? like there are multiple times where they just you know there been these set like, well, this person won last year or whatever and done things, and we're like, if you're trying to get viewers, like you need to I, cater to the viewers. I'm gonna take it one step further than than this. Like there are a lot of uh, Brody haters out there. Um, and I, I I get it. I, we you may not like his attitude. You may not like the way he goes about the game. You may not like his exuberance. Things like that. that and those his are tall frame, those handsome are, body. <laughs> those are all sorry, yeah. Those are all valid points. Like I I get it. He's not as good as someone else that could be on that card. There's yeah. no arguing that he is by rating the third worst player in MPO. So. Good for him. So Not last place, like that's, it, it, there's no arguing that. I get it, but the disc golf pro tour is about eyeballs, and I could even argue that the disc golf pro tour is taking advantage of Brody here. They're, oh, hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. They're putting him in the spotlight. Very smart on his first pro tournament, and they're putting him with some of the best players in the world. On a very difficult course, there is all kinds of woods on this course. There's trees everywhere, and when there's not trees, there's water and OB. So it's it's a extremely difficult course. Not to mention that typically there's some amount of wind uh, at in, oh yeah at Waco. And it's a well, lead card. But- it, it gets people in. Uh, you know the the big hope is they get hooked and they keep watching because. There's a very low chance. I'm not saying it's impossible. But, There's a very low chance he continues on the lead card going forward. Yeah. But from the, the business standpoint, the Disc Golf Network that the Disc Golf Pro Tour is trying to launch, and you it, 
once you log in, they've got interviews, they've got all kinds of things in there. You don't have to watch it live. It is available to you after the fact. You can watch it. So their main goal is to drive as many eyeballs to their product as possible. And putting Brody Smith on that lead card is going to drive in the casual viewer that looks at Brody Smith's channel. It's 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 nothing less than exactly the business decision anybody with half a brain would make. And I, I just... You know he's blasting it through all of his social media spots. Like, it's going to get eyes on it. Um, and for all the people, and I know I, I hear a lot of like, oh, there's so many better players. I've been working so hard and they're blah, blah, blah. This will make their life better. So yeah. not only is this bringing eyes of like his fans or anything, but when you talk about sponsors and sponsorship, the more viewers you get, the better chance you have to bring in big sponsors. And Brody Smith has proven he has that ability. The reason he's playing ball golf is because a large like golf company was like, we see what you're doing. We want to give you hella money to do sponsored shit. Mm -hmm. They know he draws people like this ultimately can help disc golf as a whole, just because you don't get to be on the lead card and you're way higher rated, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Kick ass through the tournament and get on the second day. You're going to get the eyes. You're going to get at least a little bit of follower from him and from sponsors. Like, he is helping so much the game. Like, I have seen a lot of hate, and I disagree with it so much. Like, I yeah. there's not even a small portion of it that I, like, understand or empathize. The only the only thing I, I can get is there is a segment of people that are disc golfers that don't agree with the grow the sport kind of like they don't want disc golf to get bigger. Like they think the disc golf getting bigger is going to be a bad thing for their personal enjoyment of the sport. I can't convince you that you're wrong if that's how you feel. Like if you don't want disc golf to get bigger, you like the way it is now, there's nothing I can do to convince you otherwise. It's but there's nothing to convince you otherwise, but I'll tell you right now, that's not gonna happen. Like there's not Yeah. There is no world where disc golf doesn't continue to grow. Or 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 at a minimum change. Totally. Like maybe it doesn't grow, but it's going to change because everything does. There's I'm telling you, miles miles and miles away, we are seeing the Brody Miller effect. We have seen so many more families and young kids and groups playing our courses lately. Like, it's real. Yeah. And I, I think ultimately, what ultimately, uh, you're going to see I like it. better players in the sport, in the future, coming through because of things like this. And to me, as someone that's a consumer of disc golf media. And, and somewhat a dark horse. And, and wants to see the best possible play, that's that's my goal going forward for this sport, I want to see things I've never seen before. I want to see the the people that started playing when they were four years old, like Simon Lozat, and can throw 600 feet. I want to see more of those. I want to see the guy that starts today learning from Simon Lozat and can throw 750 feet. Like, that's, that's what I want to see. Yep. And I think that that Brody can bring a whole new audience. He has, and not can, he has brought a whole new audience to the sport. And I I welcome anyone and everyone that loves the sport of disc golf. 
and I, I don't I don't care really how you got here or or what your motivations are. It's still the same game, and we all love it. So I I don't know. I I I get it if there's certain people that want the sport to stay exactly the same. That's a super unrealistic ideal, but if that's how you want it, it is what it is. The people that that think that Brody is taking someone's spot by being on this feature card, uh, this is this rising tide raises all ships. Just like Joe was saying previously, there's going to be more eyeballs on there. If you perform well in this tournament, Brody Smith is going to draw eyes to round one. You throw a hot round in round one, and you're on that lead card in round two. Well, Brody Smith drew an audience to this tournament, and you're going to get watched in round two. So uh, if you're someone that feels like that, get out there, throw the best round you possibly can, get on that lead card for lead card for round two, and uh, someone new that has never seen disc golf before is going to watch you and possibly become your, your fan. So Right, or get on YouTube and build a social media presence like... It's not a fluke. He's worked his butt off. He he has like he's built up the this viewership um, through hard work and effort. Like I I honestly don't think it's a fluke that he's built that up and and that he's honestly willing to continue this uh, venture to help grow this is amazing for everyone involved. Totally agree. Like it's it's just so silly. If you're going to get in there and be like, this is ridiculous, he shouldn't be around, like, ultimately, unless they're like, we're going to honorarily give him first place and give him the first place purse, which they would never do, that would be the only time that I feel like it's gone too far. But also, if if <laughs> tournaments pay him money to get him there to be on lead cards too, I don't think they should. But I don't necessarily argue I mean, that marketing factor. Th- this is commonplace in ball golf. Turn tournaments around the world pay top players to come play their tournament. Oh yeah, this is not like unusual. They're not paying Brody Smith. They're just putting him on a feature card. And uh, in there was a preview video on Bro- Brody's channel with Paul McBeth and Jeremy. I know Culling. you'll see in my picks that I um, and, watched it recently. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but. Uh, but one of the things Paul McBeth says, because Brody addresses this specifically, is like Paul, when he asks him about it, says someone's going to be filming Brody on this. Yep. And it's going to go on a channel. And it's going to get a lot of views. It's going to be on Brody's channel. Uh, it, that might as well be on the Disc Golf Pro Tour channel. Right. And and get those eyeballs. So I, I think that that is basically their motive. They, they want to capitalize on his media presence and and get all those eyeballs directly on their product specifically the disc golf network their subscription based uh, disc golf live footage coverage i mean that's that's what they want they want to drive people towards that and i will be 100% honest um i'm i'm excited to see him in a major tournament i want to see his demeanor I want to see how he handles pressure. Like these are all things we we talked to him on our show, and he talked with others. I I'm very interested to see this. I'm you know, is he going to get called on a rules violation? Um, I I I think it's great for the sport. You know, 
and, and I think it's in a different world. He has been so focused. He put been putting out a lot of content. If it were um, someone else with a media presence who stepped out a week ago and said, I want to play disc golf and they put on lead card, I would feel very different. But um, Brody has done nothing but encourage my thoughts on his ability to work hard and do things in this sport. And yeah. and it's just – it would be idiotic of – disc golf network to not jump in not capitalize on it for sure i mean just the fact that we've spent the last 15 minutes talking about it is proof enough that it that it uh, moves the needle and i'll I'll take it one step further the uh the reddit post when they found out that he was going to be on the feature card had like 500 comments which is a lot for a reddit disc golf post i don't know don't go to reddit it's like you're lucky to get 15 and then like a great post gets 60 you know or or 80 comments robin speaking purely (laughs) about his top posts well i'm you know it happens but nonetheless like having 400 to 500 comments on there just shows whether it's divisive or not how much attention he has brought to it it's it can't be ignored so i think that they are and just embrace it they're smart to to embrace it and and make it a part of their media plan, and I, I I can't see any reason not to keep it rolling. And I mean, I've watched him. I don't think this round is going to go well for him, unfortunately. Uh, and it could be a little bit of fodder for for the people that are haters. You know, watching him. You know, when you watch a nine, he's nine twenty three rated. Right. So when you watch a nine twenty three rated player alongside. 1030 and 1040 and 1060 rated players at 1061. Yeah, I was going to say 1061. Uh, by the way, it's Danny, it's, uh, we want those Hades when they come out. It's, it, it is, there's such a huge difference in skill. So the odds of him looking good in comparison to them is, is really, really slim. It's, it's, it's not good at all. Even in his best case scenario, he throws a thousand rated round. In my opinion, yeah, it, that's best case scenario. Best case for sure. He could still get curb stomped by all three players on that card, and he knows that. He knows that. So, I, I this this is not about Brody trying to win this tournament. This is about drawing eyeballs to to disc golf in general and the disc golf pro tour, and that's it. Right, and if you see it differently, then you're just not paying attention. So I, I expect Brody to, to play to his rating and, and throw it a, a 920 to 950 rated round and uh, hopefully be be slightly under par and and be way behind the, you know, Kale LaVisca and Drew Gibson and, and Paul McBeth. Granted, this does not play – Kale LaVisca, he should do well. This is not a Drew Gibson course, so I don't I don't know. People that are that are picking him off of his his recent performance at at Memorial. This is tightly wooded. I know it'd be insane. Like if someone like watched a video and was like, "Oh, I think that guy's gonna do well." <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, uh, so do you want to move on to just the course in general? And and uh... we can't we can't. So um, we saw last year. So last year, Paul Macbeth uh, shot his second eighteen down of his career which is wild. 
Um, but I will say just real quick that they have shifted. So I know we spent a podcast on this, um, and I think there was a posting, I don't know if it was Ulta World or someone else just being like, hey, that shouldn't really count because it was too easy and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it seems as though the TD of Waco and his team agreed. So the par five has been reduced to par four, and I think there's one or two others that have been reduced in par. Correct. Um, so with that said, I very much doubt there will be a minus 18. Yes. I think a minus 15, 16 is still attackable, but that's going to be by far the best probable score. I won't say possible, um, but I, I would say probably we're going to see like – 12 to 14 being the hot rounds yeah i I could see that very much depending on weather like if it's if there's no wind yeah we're gonna see some 12 downs um right and but there's also there's also a ton of holes and by a ton i mean like maybe three or four that there are super attackable lines uh that can put you in, in great position but they um if you don't hit them perfect, you're going to be real bad news. Yeah. And the players that have played this tournament over and over again know those lines. Uh, and, you know, we watched a little bit in that Brody preview video. Uh, the These top-tier pros, they, they've been here. They know it. And not a lot has changed in the layout. So as we're talking real quick, I'm just thinking about it. Uh, I did not look at your picks. Oh, okay. You saw mine. I would like to amend mine right now. I've not seen yours. Oh, you 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 are welcome to amend okay. your picks. Like okay. you you don't have to be locked in. I feel good. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, but basically, Brazos East, uh, they called the Beast, uh, is it's got a ton of trees, and there is wa- water hazard in there as well. Um, there's some OB that that comes into play as well. But for the most part, it it lends itself to really really uh dense rough so when you're off the fairway you're in big trouble and uh and then there's also water that comes into play to to make the difficulty uh come in so uh, a little bit of elevation but for the most part this course is fairly flat um right there's just there's just some weird lines there's lots of trees uh if you've listened to earlier podcasts it's like lots of skinny trees but like uh, in bunches, yeah, that are like uh, that have a lot of foliage, <laughs> and Fo- foliage. And once you get in there, you're you're stuck. Exactly. If you're if you're in there, it's it's all bad. Um, but I, I bring up the like lots of skinny trees because there are a lot of lines that you need to make it through very small gaps uh, to stay clean. Yeah. And and then you got to make some big shots. I also think the forehand uh, comes into play big time on this course. There are a lot of holes where the forehand is a major separator for for the the top tier players. So one hundred percent, I took that into account in in my picks to some degree, not completely, but <laughs> you didn't. I actually did as well. Um, did you change the my picks? I just brought mine up. No, I did not. I did not. I kept oh. the one in that was wild, but I took the one in that you have that is not a forehand player and put in someone who actually played great last year that I forgot about until we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, and, and put them in. So, so I think with that said, we should 
All right, you you won picks last week and the week before, so it's it's your uh, it's your podium. Let's start MPO uh, three two one. In third, uh, in third place, I and like I alluded to multiple times, this is the one I should have changed when I got and changed, but I did not. In third place, I have Jeremy Colling. All right, so you see how I I lined up mine. Well, I did, but I went when you changed. That happens. I didn't want to. Like, uh, I didn't yeah. want to take everyone out and then put Makes them in sense. to get there. Makes sense. Uh, so in in th- in third place for me, I'm taking James Conrad. That's this smart. Wooded golf. It he may not have a forehand, but he has the backhand turnover. He's got that like JK AVR that and, he just uh, does. I think he'll rebound with. from the the wide open Memorial where I picked him inexplicably. Um, yeah, right. I just I th- think he's going to do well. I love that we talked forehand, and I didn't even look if he's here. I don't think he is. Is, is Sexton playing this? I don't think so. Okay, good. That makes me feel better about us being like, well, if you have a forehand, you can do it, and then we didn't pick him. Um, in second place, I am actually taking a very uh, dark horse candidate that I think is going to get freaky. Emerson Keith. Emerson Keith showed very well last year at this tournament. He is a Texas native. He has been playing increasingly well. I think for him, it's really going to come down to consistently playing all of the rounds well. I think I I would I I'm going to wager. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'll wager. Uh, I don't know. I, I he will be on a lead card. I feel like at some point. Okay. During this tournament. I, I wouldn't be shocked um, at all. But being able to consistently go through all the rounds, because I feel like that's Keith, been his kryptonite. I for sure uh, battled with Keith over Conrad. So yeah. I, I that was definitely a, a player, but but I, I ultimately felt with my next two picks that that I, I couldn't I didn't have the space for it and I I felt that that he would play similarly to Conrad. Right. Okay, so who's your second? So in second place I have Eagle Eagle McMahon, um, obviously, uh, you know, one of the best players in the world. He has an incredible forehand and an incredible it's, it's backhand. Pretty it's pretty and good. And <laughs> I just don't see it ending up any other way. I mean, he, he you know, he has, a, he has a decent forehand, decent backhand, you know. Coming off possibly a, a, a near, the best in each. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was, he was in position to win. It just didn't. He had some OB strokes. He did. At the memorial, and and I think that he's he's playing it at a high level. Well, I'm bummed that you picked Eagle because that kind of messes up my first place. Uh, Paul, it doesn't mess it up at all. <laughs> I chose Paul McBeth. I he is just going to be fueled by his kind like the way that he played down the stretch is just not the Paul McBeth we know, which we may find out. And I've heard some like rumblings here and there that his foot ankle are still real bad he just wants to compete um we might you know that might be a part of it but um obviously he won in a great fashion last year the year previous um although he didn't win he placed second like he has obviously every tool to destroy this course and i and i feel like he will oh yeah yeah uh, and then, and no surprise here. I can't believe you chose Brody Smith first place. First place, Paul McBeth. Yeah, for all the reasons Joe just, yep. uh, you know, outlined. It just, it you know, it makes sense. You know, we'll, we'll see. It's hard to pick against him, even with not winning Memorial. 
it, it yeah definitely and uh, you know this course whenever you mix in these these tight lines and you know multiple you know bad rough and things like that he just finds a way to 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 still have a great round and i it's hard to bet against him especially coming off a loss yeah i feel like i feel like he's probably one of the best off a loss players out there he just yeah know, Oh, 100%. Like that that fire burns even hotter after he loses a tournament. So, I, I agreed. And I don't see myself picking anyone else but Paul Macbeth in first place in a lot of tournaments. Yeah. Like I, until we find out his his like like if, if until we find out he's battling a major injury and he needs to shut it down, we're going to probably just keep picking him. First. Or if Eagle takes him down head to head, this week, you know, but we've been fooled by that in the past where Eagle comes out hot and yep. and we buy in and then it just kind of fizzles. But uh, nonetheless, it's. But hey, Eagle didn't win his first term of the year. So this you could be totally right. This could be the new Eagle where he slowly heats up and goes on a run and and, you know, hits that spot that we've always expected him to get to. Yeah, we don't know. Sure. All right. You ready to do FBO? Yes. All right, so... Why don't uh, you start this one off since I did okay. MPO? All right, so in uh, third place for me, FPO, I'm going Sarah Hokum. Uh, classic Woods player, has a great forehand. Uh, I, I just think that this sets up well for her. She placed well in it last year as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I hope obvious, so. obvious pick for me. I hope so. I just hope she's really starting to connect with... Uh, the gyro stuff because yeah. because I, I, I know she actually was towards the end of the last season but it was a pretty rough start for her i am gonna go with uh just from what i saw from memorial i think she's starting to get there uh little little page p shoe um part of this too is grip six so i'm trying to get something kind of a little bit fringy but I feel like this plays well to Woods and the ability to bomb here and there um, with the distance she has. Not that it's overwhelming, but uh, for the FPO field, I feel like it's going to help her make up some strokes. And I'll put her in third. All right. In second place, I'm taking Hannah Blomroos. Blomroos? Blomroos. What? So. Whatever. Yeah, no, totally. And I thought with that a lot too, but... Kind of the same way we talk about Paul being like coming off a loss, uh, usually comes back with a little bit more juice and gets after it. I I totally agree with this sentiment. Like, I, I I know it, and yeah. I I and I know where you're going with it, obviously. Right. But I I, I just kind of like I don't know. Like I also honestly, it's a I lot also of see hope the too. the weakness in the comments. Totally. That she makes. Oh, goodness. In, I know. In Katrina Allen. Yes. We're talking so about Katrina, Katrina Allen is my <laughs> pick for second. Um, she has all the ability. She has all the ability to go to to go back and forth with Paige Pierce all the time. Um, it's between the ears that, that doesn't do it. I am hopeful that she can take from her loss and her not even top five showing, I believe, or maybe top five at Memorial and move forward with it. Um, I do think something, and even with your MPO picks, I mean, and, and Hannah's there too, but something with this course is 
the ability to scramble and a part of that scramble too with this course is um power like there are times that you need to have some juice to really oh, yeah. get out and be in a safe Definitely. space and i think that uh bodes very well to cat uh she does hit good lines usually but with that said uh we all struggle you know even the top pros with having you know offline throws and her ability to juice stuff, I think, gives her a little bit of an edge to uh, make up for those mistakes. Yeah. She just needs to make 12 and in consistently. <laughs> I know, and, and that's always a question. I know, with I, know I know. It's always so, a like question. So like I said, it's a hope, but um, I feel good about it. It's just whether she's she's mentally prepared for those those putts each day. Yep. And it just, it yep. just depends. 100%. You never know. All right, so in first place, I'm taking Paige Pierce. Yes, me too. I, I, I'm just she, gonna say me she, too right off the bat. She absolutely dominated. I don't see her doing anything else but the same. Uh she has all the tools to dominate this course again. Right. The same thing I just said about Kat. <laughs> like you make a mistake, you need to have a big arm sometimes to get out, and there's not a bigger arm in FPO than Paige. There's not. There's nope. not and there's no argument. Um you can say, and I think I said this last week. Uh Jennifer Allen owns a distance record. Paige has never gone out to try and get the distance record. Yeah, I'll put it there. I think that's the only thing separating her from the distance record. Yep, could be, could be, very much so. All right, you ready to? Uh, you got any closing thoughts, or do you want to move on to our dear review? No, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Uh, it's a great tournament. Um, I love the courses, the coverage, as we saw at Memorial. Uh, I think is going to be fantastic. I'm I'm very excited. We paid for our. TGN subscription. Uh, life's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. But what do you say we get on to our dear review? I think that's a beautiful idea. All right. It is time for our world-famous dear review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have the Prodigy M4, a five-speed, five-glide, minus one turn, one fade, mid-range disc and we're going to pair that with modern times proxima sent by nick ross thank you nick and it is a 7.5 percent new england ipa and the m4 was sent to us by michael morris so thank you michael once again a fully listener supported to your review we always love those fantastic joe where do you want to start disc or beer Wow. Okay. So Joe I just, is, I just drank speechless. beer for the first for the first time. Um, I guess disc, just because I I want to get a little little deeper in this brew before I start telling you about it. So we have a uh, M4 in Prodigy 400G plastic. So a nice kind of grippy. Uh, closest consideration would be like your star plastic from Innova type thing. Or to be pro, I don't. I don't. I don't know. They're. Pla- I know the higher it goes, the better it is. Yes. The G is like the premium of that number. Yeah. Right. Yes. I know Prodigy Cats. I know you've let us know before. I'm pretty positive that's what it is. But yes, it is. It is a grippy um, <clears throat> star type plastic. The only one that I. The only reason I'd say is it. 
Well, I mean, we base a lot off Innova, which we probably should start moving away from because they're basically dead. Okay. Um, uh, so it's similar to ESP plastic. <laughs> now the Discraft is the... Uh, I like that. The, I like that. Because I was going to go... Uh, what's the pro equivalent in uh, Discraft? Um, pro D. Well, no. Wouldn't DX be pro D? Or is, or yeah, is, I mean, yeah, but but D, uh, pro, uh, D, Discraft doesn't really have, to they, my yeah, knowledge, okay. a, a straight up pro plastic. They just have ESP and they have ESP FLX. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I'll go uh, back to what you said. Yeah, it's like Star. <laughs> sorry, yeah, just, I'm sorry. Man. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to understand numbers and make. Re- Anyways, yes. So we got in 400 G plastic. <clears throat> Um, I will tell you the only, or not the only, well, I guess the only disappointing thing about this disc is when we received it, it had, uh, some pretty brutal flashing on it, um, which I feel like a good amount of the last like prodigy discs we've gotten, um, have similar. And with that said, we threw it in a field a ton and the flashing is still kind of brutal. The nice thing is it is a mid-range, so when power gripping, you you don't really feel it. But uh, if you're just fiddling with it, uh, it's it's kind of goofy. And it was worse in the beginning, and it's still yeah. The flash, the little, flashing little at the very very bottom. So like this, technically isn't a beaded mid-range, but the fact that the flashing is right there where a bead would be kind of makes it seem like it's got a bead. It's, you know, I don't know. Like, again, if you have a disc like this and flashing bothers you, by flashing what we're talking about is uh, excess plastic that is outside of the mold after the fact. So it's right, like, right, a, right. like a ridge of plastic that is that shouldn't really be there. Um so it's a kind of quality control issue. Some some companies are better at it than others. You can hit your disc with like a a a, a high grit sandpaper if you want to. So if you get like a 200, 250 grit sandpaper, I prefer if you get like the wet dry paper, it's typically black um, and has a very smooth surface to it and, and go. you can even go up to like 600 grit. And right, right, right. that will just take this right off. Uh, pretty quickly the and higher the number the finer yeah it so is. just just so y'all know higher grit numbers just going to get you a, a so if you if you have problems with that with any disc and it's very common that you would uh you can you can do that but uh we normally don't see this with prodigy but this one in particular it has a little bit of flashing right at your fingers I, for I this type of, of disc, not, we got was like that too. Yeah, for this type of disc, not a problem for me personally. No, because you're power but, gripping it. I'm not. I'm not even a fan grip. You don't feel it. Like the only disc that I'll, I'll really feel flashing is if it's over the top or if it's a putter. But you rarely see it on putters. But yeah. So overall, five speed, five glide, minus one turn, uh, one fade. I don't think those numbers are too far off. I'd maybe say minus one point five on the turn personally yeah yeah um, and and but this is a heiser a nice, flip machine it's a, yeah it's a nice disc um the five is probably there the five is i mean the glide i mean 
Um, yeah, it went far. It went far. It was nice. It was a nice uh, pop up to flat, you know, turnover. Uh, if you juice it, like it was, a, it was a nice disc for that. Really, I think the was. the main problem was in terms of like the like you're questioning the glide. But when we did our field session with this, we threw it with the squall, which is faster. Number That's one. True. That's true. Very um, true. And so we were seeing the squall fly farther. Right. Than, than this disc. And it, that's not really totally fair. It's a slower disc in, in this case. Also more understable, significantly more understable, I should say, uh, than than that one. So, but I, I had some nice lines with it. You you can give it a little hyzer to flip up to flat. If you want to crank it flat, you're going to get a turnover line. Make sure to give it some air. Yeah. Uh, get yeah, it, and get you it get, up in the air. And you get nice, slow turnovers, um, which is a beautiful thing. Or... Uh, you know, you can really juice it on a little bit of hyzer and pop it up and turn it over, and that's always fun. Definitely, yeah. So, a, a very useful disc. It's oh it's yeah. a it's a nice understable mid range. When it comes down to it, it's glidey. It's gonna get some nice flip up to it. I uh, I believe Project is an M five, and I don't understand. Well, I guess maybe that's like comedy. Comet E. You're asking. I don't know. I know the as the person. numbers go up. The less stable it is. Is that true? Yes. Across the board? Yes. Okay. I'm trusting you. I don't know. I am 98% positive. All right. Well, let the record show, uh, you prodigy complainers. Robba doesn't know. Joe said that. Uh, By the way, I mean, you prodigy lovers, uh, please understand that I understand you better than Robin does. That's correct. Yeah. That's fully correct. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's what this disc is. It's a nice, um, you know, it could also be a low-powered uh, laser beam for, like, decent distances. Yep. Uh, it, it's a it's a very nice disc. It's definitely, um, it is a flight that you need in your bag, I would say. Absolutely. You, you really do. This does fall into the core category of your understable mid-range. You definitely need something that fills this slot. For sure. Uh, where where you can put it on a little hyzer and flip it to flat and have it ride, or give it a lot of power on a, on a hyzer and have it flip to flat and turn over. You need that. That's oh, absolutely 100%. a shot you need to have. 100%. So... Um, I personally use buzzes for no, no, for all of that. Let's go to beer and then we can. But oh yeah, sorry. Talk about yeah. All right, so, so we have the Proxima from Modern Times. I don't know if it's really pronounced that way. I just felt like doing it. Uh, it's a New England IPA, and if y'all didn't know, like the hazy craze came from New England style IPAs. So they are um, naturally hazy ips they're not that clear they're not that super pine uh ipa that you would get on the west coast where we are um in my opinion the first beers that were coming out as the quote-unquote hazy beers were new england sound then it kind of turned into like the juice ipa and the haze craze has kind of taken over the beer world which listen i'm not complaining i know there are people who are complaining they don't want that anymore I'm still super down with the super hazes and the juice and the whatever. I'll drink them all the time. Um, so with that said, like that's what this beer 
right uh, right away comes out as it is. Uh, it's a beer because we got it in a crowler. We actually pour it in the glasses, which usually we drink out of cans or bottles, so we can really see what it looks like. It is a nice, uh, beautiful, like almost like pineapple-y juice looking, more orangish yellow, beautiful beer. It, it looks like a Mai Tai. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like you got the pineapple juice, you throw a little bit of dark rum in it, and you get that kind of bronzy yellow uh, color to it. So nice nice overall look to it. Uh, you know, not a, not a heavy head uh, to the beer. It overall. Has, oh, go ahead. Overall, just... Uh, Fairly bitter, to be honest, for for this style, but not too bad. Like I, I don't even know if it's if it's malt or or what, but the overall flavor is definitely New England style. So you're getting a ton of different citrus in there, like Joe said. Right, you get a lot of fruit up front, and I feel like the bitter hits at like the very end. Yep, like the very end, like you get through everything. Like, Ooh, this is great. Like it's almost like like a grapefruit in that sense where you get like the nice big citrus burst. And then all of a sudden at the end, you're like, Ooh, that's bitter. Yep. Um, so this is with mosaic comet and Chinook hops, which, um, there's a lovely little thing on beer advocate that, uh, there's no other beer that's ever tried to like mix these hops. They're not hops that are usually, um, thought to be complimentary. They're not hops that they, they usually put together. But I think it works well, and I think that's what gives it that nice, like, super citrusy haze flavor. Honestly. And, like, that pineapple f- smell up front, and then it's like, boom, I'm also a bitter bitch. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think if you had me blind test this, uh, hazy would be the last thing I'd tell you it was. Like a New England style. I don't think I would say that. Like, it, had I not seen it, like, you can see it in the cup. It's hazy. But, but just tasting it it has much stronger hop profiles i probably would have said that this was a double ipa and not a hazy new england style so uh, it's a it's it's that's definitely interesting about it but very good i would say double as well but also at seven five like it's very close to a double yeah i mean it's a totally it's 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 quoted as a standard ipa uh i mean we had our live oak ipa last week was five three um i I mean i guess uh racer five is a seven five standard ipa but it's right there on the cusp um just alcohol wise where yeah it's kind of like a pineapple ipa but with that said it is a seven five they're like oh yeah this is seven five like that's not there's not definitely it's not a sneaky like oh i thought it was six percent damn yeah like you get it and it's not necessarily because of it being like hot or boozy it's more just that flavor profile with like the kind of more sour citrus and that uh bitter aftertaste that for us i think is kind of the marker of oh this is kind of a boozy this one's gonna do some work type of beer yeah totally agree yeah it's good stuff though fantastic yeah well i mean let's we can roll into it from there like i would uh had it not been in a crowler or, um, you know, probably in $30 four packs for modern times that you can only get straight from the brewery, this would be a beer that I would have zero issues smashing on the course. Oh, for sure. Same. 100%.
I'm um, all in. It is it is it is lovely, and although it has that bitter, it's so refreshing before you get to the bitter that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, I I, I totally agree. Like it it's very good. It's it's got that nice little haze to it. Uh, it's very it's I think probably the most bitter hazy IPA we've ever reviewed, just in general, which is you know unique. It's still a little juice with the kick. Still, I got still no very problem. drinkable. Oh yeah. So, I, very much. Yeah. I'll, you ever had, I'll uh, bring ru- this out anytime. Uh, you ever had ruby red grapefruit juice? Grip grapefruit juice. Grip, I was like burping at the same time. Like grapefruit juice. I have. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like that. Like really nice and tasty, and then like, woo. You can have a a ruby red white claw if you want. No, I'm good. That's coming up. I'm Joe's good. gonna do that. All I'm right. Good. Cool. So uh, we're both in on the beer. Yep. What do you think about the disc? Uh, it's a fantastic disc. Um, it is a uh, if you are a predominantly prodigy thrower, um, you have to have this in your bag. Like you have to. And if you don't have something like this in your bag, and you are prodigy curious, like this is a great place to start uh, or a great place to live. And get in your bag and roll with. Um, Can Prodigy Curious be a thing? I I, I mean, it is. It for sure is. categorization. It 100% is. Um, With that said. P Curious. With that said, uh, this is a a Claymore. It's it's pretty dang close to that, yeah. Yeah. the numbers are the same, you know, depending on the beat and where. They're very, very similar. Uh, and if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm I'm a Claymore guy. I love my Claymore. Um, but w- with that said, if, you know, if all of a sudden I was a Prodigy-sponsored player, I would have no problem doing this. Or uh, if I go to Austin or when I go to Austin – uh, I lose my claymore or whatever, and uh, I I know I can pop into a store and be like, oh, there's an M4, like we're good. It is very similar. It's similar enough that it could it could take over that slot if I felt like it. I'm just so comfortable with the claymore. I love it, and I've preached it for so long, which is something that you know I live with now, and I don't want to you know bullshit about. You know, there are certain discs that I have become an integral part of my bag and i've talked about so much on the pod that i'm like this is where i need to live and unless there's something that is overwhelmingly better um, i'm gonna stick with what i know and love i'm gonna venture a guess that there is unlikely to be a mid-range disc on this podcast that i will put in my bag Uh, i i've thrown buzzes forever I use them for virtually every mid-range shot. I layer them in different plastics, and it's really difficult. I appreciate all kinds of different mid-range discs, but this is just not one that is going to... One, just incredibly difficult slot in my bag to crack. Like, Do you carry a mid other than a buzz? I don't. I The buzz OS. That's it. Well... But that's so, but like that's so with that said, um, 
the person who got me into the comet was Robin, which I just, it, I, I'm not good enough to throw a comet. And uh, he then found the jawbreaker buzz, which took the comet out. So I just pointing out like, kinda, yeah. he's, he has attempted and found things he loved and then was able to find buzzes that fill those same worlds. Ultimately, I, I feel that the familiarity with a certain mold is going to result in more success for you. So when you have a certain mold, if you can layer either different um, beat-in versions of a certain disc, so one that's been thrown more than the other and therefore has become more understable over time, or other plastics, like for instance the Jawbreaker Buzz being more understable out of the box, that's how I I get different flights out of my mid-ranges. And I really like the consistency in my hand of that same mold. And Robin also carries nine Buzz OSs. I just one. Various states of wear. But uh, the Prodigy M4 is a great disc. And I really liked a lot of the shots I got. And I would encourage anyone looking for an understable mid to try it. So that's, that's my main point. Yeah. Oh, totally. If you are still looking... If you're auditioning understable mids like this needs to be in your audition pile um i mean most likely if you're listening to this podcast you are a disc addict like us and uh, the majority of our listeners and you're buying things constantly be like probably this will be the disc that gets me where i want to be this very possibly can be i know uh through our prodigy friends on slack They've been asking for us to throw this forever. There is a lot of love for this disc, and I totally understand it. Oh, absolutely. Um, that also just lets me know that they haven't thrown a Claymore. <laughs> Joe, every understable mid-range That's we've not true. ever Stop. reviewed, you compare to the Claymore. I, of course, yeah, I compare it to the Claymore for sure, but I'm not. I, I without a doubt, I do because that's the. That's a slot that uh, is very the same way with mid ranges in general with you and the buzz. Doesn't mean it's the same disc. It just means I use it similarly. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. All right. Uh, so we're two for four, both in on the beer. Not going to bag the disc. What's your rating? I mean, this is Cat Allen finishing top three. How so? I feel like there's a 50% chance that it'll be the cat that needs to be there. And there's 50% like I definitely wagered on my guess. Like I am. You don't expect her to lose by 17 strokes. Well, listen with Paige Pierce, she could lose by 17 strokes and still be in second place. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I'm I'm thinking of a Ricky Bobby quote right now. (laughs) I just, Gosh, it's, I mean, it's what her putting was <laughs> at Memorial. Yeah. It was 50%. Or, I mean, it was worse <clears throat> than that. I feel it was 50% from like, I know it wasn't this bad, but I feel like it was her, what, what is the name for non-C1X? <laughs> Gimme? Like, is there a world for like the inside of 11? Like, do they have a name for that? Uh, Parked. Yeah, that's like her parked putt percentage. But I feel like she can do, like, she doesn't even need to putt incredibly well to 
be one of the best. Her driving is so great. It's like Robin at Taylor last weekend. Wow. We call it C1Y. <laughs> you just come up with that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's money right there. That's, oh, good. Goodness gracious. Can uh, Udisc, can, can you add that in? We should. Like, it should just be added as C1Y. Yeah. And uh, C1X being the other percentage that sucks and then c1y then c1y you- did you miss that <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's actually that's what this two out of five is c1y did you miss that that is the rating oh fuck all right well that's all we got for you on this episode of the disc golf podcast thank you so much for tuning in catch us next week and i hope Ooh, i just realized we need to figure out how to do that because i'm gonna be out of town Oh, oh, Joe. Well, then let's find a way to. I can bring a mic. We can, we can probably do. We can probably do. My let's wife and child can hang out. We can do something. Let's do a remote sesh. Or we could. Uh, we could record to and from around on Saturday. We could. We could. Or after. Why, yeah. Why not? Why not on Saturday night? Why can't we record on Saturday? We'll night? figure it out. We'll get something out to you. We'll get something out to you. The only problem is we won't have tournament. Wake won't be over. I'll, I'll find. You know, I can make it happen. I can okay. make it happen remotely. We can do that. We'll do that. All right. So we're going to figure it out. Joe's leaving me next week. He's going to go get coronavirus in Texas. I'm going to go to Austin, have a great time. Um, And if you are in the Austin area, uh, hit me up. Slack is the best way to do it. I'd love to play disc golf with y'all. So uh, before we close out, a couple business notes. Please review this podcast on iTunes. Drop five stars. Leave a nice review. It helps people find the podcast. I love to read them. Uh, literally just like warms my heart. I love for Robin to read them to me. So and and also that like Joe likes it when he's he's about to go to bed and and he needs a bedtime story. I just read him uh, disc golf podcast reviews. And Sometimes I he just records them like all sultry and so five stars. Just listen to my headphones in bed. Just just do so it. Great. Just put that put that review out there and know that you're helping Joe and I go to sleep at night. It's it's awesome. Next, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. We do a pre-show before every single podcast. It goes out to our Patreon subscribers, help support the show. It is an awesome uncensored podcast if you like the main show you will absolutely love the pre-show if you burn through our episodes there's like 110 pre-shows that you can catch up on next so uh get after it patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast next go to our website throw stuff at stuff.com two things check out our apparel we got some hats up there they look sweet the other thing is join slack Hit that join Slack link. Join our awesome disc golf community in the Slack app. There are all kinds of channels for everything you could possibly want for disc golf. And it's pretty much just like a disc buying enabling community. That's about it. So uh, join us. Joe and I will personally welcome you. Throw stuff at stuff.com. Hit the join Slack link and uh, we'll get you right into the gang. And in the meantime... Get out there and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to hug it hard 
In fact, sometimes that's not right to do Sometimes you got to lay it up And fucking outrun an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say, hey I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say, hey, I hit some metal And then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA So let's go to the bar And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly then I'll fucking hug it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hug it